Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to, the title of this word is Host the Holy Ghost. It's host the Holy Ghost. That's what that's what God is having is teaching me on another level is how to host the Holy Ghost. Because see, Pastor Dana and I, we got to work together. She's a worshiper. She can worship for hours. I'm a teacher. The first opportunity I get, I want to jump up and teach. I got to learn, and I'm, I'm in the process of learning to really wait on the Holy Ghost. I mean, if I, if I teach and he's trying to do something else, then what good is my teaching? So we got to learn to host the Holy Ghost on a personal level. And he's trying to teach me how to host the Holy Ghost for the body. Hmm. Host, when you look up that word, it means that you invite someone in. It's a person that receives someone in. John 5, 19, I mean 17 and 19. John 5, 17. But Jesus answered and said unto them, My Father works, hitherto I work. In verse 19. And then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do. For whatsoever things, soever He doeth, so also the Son likewise. Jesus didn't do what was right by the natural eyes. He didn't do what was expected. He did what God did. That's hosting the Holy Ghost. Hmm. 
He was led by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 14. This is a pretty eye-opening scripture to me. Romans 8, 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Holy, by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. To have the presence of God and the glory of God show up personally and corporately, we have to be, be listening to say, what does he want to do? What does he want to say? How does he want to manifest? And we can't be rude and inconsiderate. How many of you, if somebody invited you into their house, they were going to be your host, and you went in, they were rude to you, they didn't talk to you, they went on about their business, they let you come in and sit down, and then they kept the TV blaring, or they got up and went outside and worked in their yard, would you go back? How much more the Holy Ghost? How much more do we let distract things keep us distracted and not allow the Holy Ghost to move? That's what I'm that's what he's dealing with. Matthew four verse four. This is where Jesus said, "Well, I'll just I'll just throw this out there. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I've that y'all are putting pressure on me because you're not, but I feel pressure sometimes. Pressure to get done by 12.30. I'm just telling you that the pressure is real. You have all these thoughts coming in. They're tired. They're ready to go. They're tired. They're ready to go. You have all of that when you're up here. But I have to learn to host the Holy Ghost. I have to learn to host the Holy Ghost to the point that if I don't get to preach at all, that's fine. If I preach at 1.30, that's fine. <laughs> we were at a church been years ago, I think before we started coming here, right about the time we went to a church, Pastor Dan and I, and uh, the presence of God was there, real strong, service was over, and the people come by, they had done turned, 
turn the lights out, most of the lights out. One of the ministers or ushers or somebody come by and told us, he says, when y'all get ready to leave, go out the side doors because they lock automatically. In other words, stay as long as you want to. That's, that's where we've got to get with God. Because I, I feel the pressure, but it's not from y'all. It's from the enemy telling me they're tired. You, you need to hurry up. You need to. I can, I can see us having services that go into the afternoon. Just the presence of God here is so strong that we don't want to leave. That's hosting the Holy Ghost. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone. Bread represents the natural. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, man's got to be led by the Holy Ghost. That's the word led by the Spirit of God. Matthew eleven fifteen says, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. To be able to host the Holy Ghost, we've got to hear. We've got to be able to hear what God says. We've got to hear Him when He whispers. Hallelujah. It's been a good while back. I think it was on a prayer day. We was up here praying. An apostle was here. And she released a word to us. She said, follow the wind. Follow the wind. The wind represents the Holy Ghost. So I have to lay my agenda down, my plans down, the way I want something to happen, the way I think it should work. I have to lay all of that down to go with the wind of the Holy Ghost. I don't care how good they are. I don't care how great my plans are. I don't care if it worked last time. I've still got to be willing to lay it all down and hear the Holy Ghost at that moment. I've told y'all this story, some of you anyway. When it comes to working with the wind, God give me this example. I was folding a tile one day. Just trying to fold a tile. I had the fan blowing. Fan was blowing and I'm folding the tile standing like this. Well, you know what happened. The tile is going. And, I'm, and I just heard just as plain as day. He said, work with the wind. Turned my back to the wind the wind helped me fold the tile 
I didn't turn facing the wind. I turned so the wind could help. You know, it's a lot easier to walk with the wind than against the wind. Matthew eleven twenty eight. find it. Matthew 11. eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take, verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for unto your souls verse 30 for my yoke is easy and my burden is light read that scripture for years and thinking I know that's the truth but it's not true not in my life I know that the word is the truth but it's not true for me I'm walking against the wind. Or I'm walking crossways of the wind. I'm not walking with the wind. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah 40, verse 28. When I said a while ago that I could feel the bigness up here, it's like it was up here and down in this area. That's, I think that's what I'm feeling, is that the Holy Ghost wants complete control, which I know He does. He wants even of the time. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Let me see. Hast thou not known and hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. Verse 29, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. God never faints. God never gets weary. Let's go back to verse, put verse 31 up there. 
It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Eagles soar on the wind. It's not a hard thing for them. They were built for it. We are built to flow with the Holy Ghost. We were designed and created to flow with the Holy Ghost. It says they will run and not be weary. If you're running with the wind, you're not going to be weary. Running against the wind, you're going to be weary. They will walk and not faint. Same thing. You walk with the wind. It carries you. It pushes you. But that word, wait, says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That word wait doesn't mean that I just sit. That word actually means to bind together with. I am bound with the Holy Ghost. I am bound together with Him. Where He turns, I turn. What He says, I say. What He does, I do. When He speaks, we speak. We have to move with Him. And not him move with us. John 3 verse 8 says, The wind blows where it listeth. In other words, it blows wherever it wants to. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. We move with the Holy Ghost. When he moves, we move. When he stops, we stop. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, let's look at that. It says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Which, he, which saith he unto ye, have ye heard of me? For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from hence. Jesus told them to wait, to wait on the Holy Ghost. There was like, I don't remember how many, there was a bunch of them that went to the upper room and only a few actually waited till the Holy Ghost showed up. They were the ones that was endued with power. Chapter 2, Acts 2, verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were bound together in one place. And then, verse 2, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They waited on the Holy Ghost. They hosted the Holy Ghost. 
They hosted the Holy Ghost and didn't even know what they were hosting. They had never encountered the Holy Ghost until that day. Then in verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem. Well, I must have flipped too many pages. No, that's right. Be this known unto you, and hearken to my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. When the Holy Ghost shows up, it makes you do things that's that's the natural world will question as to whether it's right or not. I'll just put it that way. But because they waited on the Holy Ghost and they hosted the Holy Ghost, they let the Holy Ghost come upon them and fill them. Then in verse 14, it tells us that Peter preached and 3,000 were saved. But in verse 23, this is what the Holy Ghost will do for you. Verse 23. Him being, this is Peter speaking, talking about Jesus. Him being delivered up by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Jesus was preaching to the ones. Peter was preaching Jesus to the ones that crucified Jesus. That's what the Holy Ghost will do for you. He stood up with boldness and preached to the very ones that crucified Jesus. Hosting the Holy Ghost will give you boldness. Hallelujah. When Moses parted the Red Sea, the Bible tells us that there was a strong wind. God sent a wind from the east and breathed. The word, the word wind means to breathe. It's the breath of God. From the east doesn't necessarily just mean direction. It means protection. God sent his protection and breathed on the ocean, on that sea, and it parted. Moses hosted the Holy Ghost. That's why he was able to do that. That's why he was able to stand there amongst a million people and lift his rod and tell them to march forward because he had hosted the Holy Ghost. He was used to it. Hallelujah. See, in Genesis 2, 7, it says that God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life. God started man off with his breath, breathed life into him, and for us to continue to walk in the life of God, we have to allow the Holy Ghost to breathe and blow upon us. 
That's how we walk in the life of God. Romans 8, 13. We looked at Romans a little bit while ago, but we're going to look at a couple of other scriptures. Romans 8, 13. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage unto, again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bear witness that our, with our spirit that we are the children of God. In verse 13, it says, If we're led by the Spirit... It will mortify the deeds of the body. If we seek to be led by the Holy Ghost, it will kill the natural body. And I'm not talking about kill you dead. I'm talking about it will, the pull of the world will begin to drop off and fall off because we are led by the Spirit. And the sons of God, they, are, they move with the Holy Ghost. Verse 15 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage. The Holy Spirit is not a spirit of bondage. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of freedom. It brings freedom to us. Verse 16, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. When we move with the Holy Ghost, we yield to the Holy Ghost we know that we are the sons and daughters of God. We have a knowing that we are. That verse 15 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again unto fear. Being led by the Holy Spirit is not bondage. Being led by the Holy Spirit is not bondage. Sometimes we think it's bondage. But we give, we give up our life anyway. The Bible tells us to lay our life down. Well, we've laid it down to one master or the other. We can either lay our life down to Jesus or we've already laid it down for the enemy. We never live our lives for ourselves. Say that again. We never live our lives for ourselves. We're either living it for God or we're living it for the devil. It's that simple. Even if even if we think we're living it for ourselves, the devil does not care. The devil doesn't say, come bow before me and worship me. You don't have to do that, literally do that to live for him. Just don't live for God. <laughs> and you automatically live for him. 
Hallelujah. Second Corinthians three seventeen. says now the lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty there is freedom see when we move with the holy ghost we can't be trapped the enemy sets a trap but we can't be trapped we can't be caught in his devices when we move with the holy ghost well it's like when jesus they come after jesus there's one place in the Bible where they come after Jesus seeking him. And all of a sudden, he wasn't there. They couldn't find him. He wasn't found by them and captured by the soldiers until it was time for him to be captured by the soldiers. When we move with the Holy Ghost, there is freedom. Isaiah 43, 19 tells us that God will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. In other words, he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's going to open the eye, our eyes to that we can see the way that we couldn't see before. And sometimes his way doesn't make sense to us. I've had to I've had to run around the sanctuary to be led by the Holy Ghost. Why do I have to run? I've had to jump to be led by the Holy Ghost. I've had to shout to be led by the Holy Ghost. I've had to dance before God to be led by the Holy Ghost. I've had to testify to be led by the Holy Ghost. I've had to teach to be led by the Holy Ghost. I've had to preach to be led by the Holy Ghost. I've had to sing to be led by the Holy Ghost. All of those things, what they do is when the Holy Ghost speaks to you to do something like that, what it does is it's breaking down your flesh. It's breaking down what hinders you. So I want to invite you down this morning or this afternoon. <laughs> If the Holy Ghost speaks to you to do one of these, if he speaks to you to run around the sanctuary, run. If he speaks to you to jump, you jump. If he speaks to you to shout, you shout. If he speaks to you to testify, 
you've got a testimony, let's have a testimony. If he speaks to you to dance, then we're going to dance. If he speaks to you, to volunteer to teach, to volunteer to preach, to sing. If he speaks one of those things to you, then let's do that. That is hosting the Holy Ghost. That's where it all starts, is in the little things. Sometimes he just requires us to do something simple. So, I don't know if I'm going to pray for anybody, but if you want to come down and yield to the Holy Ghost, you're welcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know the Holy Ghost is speaking to somebody to do something to get out of their comfort zone. That's what it's all about. It's getting out of your comfort zone to do something for God. Hallelujah. So as Pastor Dana plays, just ask the Holy Ghost, if you dare, what he wants you to do. Just ask him what he wants you to do. And come on. If you want to run, somebody will run with you. You never run alone. You don't jump alone. You don't dance alone. So, come on. Hallelujah. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.